arms of God. So let's start with the chorus. So that the
You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy. Oh, worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy. We'll just go to prayer at this time, Brother Tom. I ask you to take these prayer requests and just greet the people. Uh, it's a prayer request for Sister Alicia Akers. She has COVID and is in the hospital. We just want to remember her. I have a co-worker, um, his wife and uh, him have been expecting to have a kid. And um, she has high blood pressure and they're afraid that they might lose the baby if it, if it gets worse. So I, I let them know that we'll bring that before the people and pray. Amen. Let's just sing this song, Worthy, Worthy. Oh, Worthy. Let's just worship him now. The lamb that was slain. 
Church of the Living God said, Amen. Amen. I'm not just excited about some services, I'm enthused about the Word of God. Amen. We've been planning to come down for a long while, and now we're here. The brothers got on the planes, we got on the plane, Brother Ken got on the plane, we all got on the plane, all God's children (laughs) got on planes. But we wanted to be with the part of the body here. And what a body it is called the body of Jesus Christ. And we uh, we can attest, as the brothers are here, most of the brothers that are here have been part of a prayer meeting that we've been having on Monday nights. And we've been seeing God answering prayer. And we want you to know we've been praying for you. We've been praying for your children. We've been praying for a move of God. And this is pre-camp, folks. This is pre-camp. And the brothers, when they pray, it brings the house down. The, it just is, it's a joy to hear men of God that are burdened for the word of God, to move in families' lives. And that was the genesis of it. We wanted to see God move in families' lives. We don't want a church. We don't want to play church. We want the move of God in the church. And we've been seeing the Holy Spirit moving. So tired of just laying your hand, sing some songs. We want church. God, where God moves in a service and you can say, God met me. The Holy Spirit is present. Change my life. Let the word of God come through Brother Murphy. We've been praying for the servant of God to speak tonight. I'll be speaking, Lord willing, tomorrow morning. And we're just looking forward to having a wonderful time in his presence. So wonderful to see you since camp. Zane, I think you've grown. The boys are all grown. I, and I haven't. And it's nice to see what God is doing and continue to do. And if you've got a prayer request and you want to hold it up before the throne of grace, God's able to save, deliver, set free by his word. And the word of God went forth and healed the people. It's not enthusiasm. It's in faith believing what God will do. Are we believers tonight? Are we believing for the supernatural? Do you believe that God could just sweep in this building? Amen. I walked out of the car tonight coming to church and a warm breeze started to go by. I said, Lord, is that you just breathing on us? Getting us ready for just a, a stir of the soul? I say, amen, I'll take anything. I'll take the presence of Jesus Christ any day. Let's pray and bow our heads. Father, as Brother Anthony has mentioned, our sister Lisa Akers, COVID has taken her down. But you are the resurrection and you are the life. And Lord, you gave the church power to bind 
and power to loose. So the church of the living God is going to bind that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. The doctors might say our oxygen levels are down, but let the breath of God breathe upon our sister. Raise her out of her bed of affliction. May the Holy Ghost be her portion tonight. Nurses, may they wonder. Doctors, may they be confused that God is on the scene for the church of the living God. Lord, we're praying that each one that has come here tonight will come, Lord, seeking your face, desiring the Holy Spirit to deal with their individual lives. Lord, we're tired of church. We want the move of the Holy Spirit. Lord, men have come many miles just to be in this presence. These precious brothers are praying, they're playing their instruments. Sisters have worked hard, Lord. I pray, God, that you'll pour out the windows of blessing upon each and every one of us. We need you, Lord, in this late hour. We don't know what's around the corner, but you do. You see tomorrow, you see the next day. And so, Lord, we're going to put our faith in the hand of the great shepherd tonight. Lord Anthony, Brother Anthony has mentioned this co-worker. Lord, you can do anything. Father, you could touch that little lady tonight. You could raise her up, Lord, out of that affliction. That child be born normal. And to God be the glory. It will not be the glory of any man, but it will be the glory of God. And Father, many hands were lifted up. We don't do it, Lord, as just something we do, as a ritual. We do it because the prophet said, every time you lift your hand, God sees that hand. And so, Lord, many of us have our hands raised, and we're asking God that you will meet every need. Lord, my brother in the flesh, his wife died today. Lord, he's a lonely man. He has nowhere to turn. The first one of the first calls, he called me. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit that has... Lord, save my soul and delivered me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, I send it after him. He's a lonely man. He's got nowhere to turn. But I pray, God, that you will come in that little room. Upset his life, Lord. Turn him around. God, cause him to look to Calvary. Jesus, we commit him and every need in divine presence to you. May this be an unusual weekend. Father God, we commit every prayer, every uplifted hand, and every need into your divine care. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Brother Anthony. We're just going to rejoice and sing a few more songs tonight. Is that all right? Amen. Sing the Revelation song. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He.
See. 
uh, uh, not to meeting uh, any of, uh, no, nobody can give you anything, but God is coming to meet every need. So if you have a hungry heart and that are coming over here, and I'm sure the Lord will meet every need. So I just pray the Lord will bless you. And we have a worship enemy in the spirit. And now we want to worship and continually worship the, in the truth. And how we're thankful that we have the truth. You know, if we don't have the truth, how are you going to worship? Uh, all your worship is just a letter of steam. But we're not just have a steam. We have some substances in there. That is worthy for us to worship to. So we just pray the Lord of blessings as well. Let's turn to the scripture. Uh, book of uh, Gospel of John. Chapter 18. John 18. Just uh, one verse, verse 36. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. So the kingdom of God is not of this world. But it doesn't mean that we don't need to fight. We just fight differently. Because of the kingdom of this world, that Brother Man Branham talking about is the kingdom of darkness. It's the kingdom of sin. It's the kingdom of unbelief. If you just use the worldly method to try to fight it, you're fighting with air. But God does provide to the weapon that we can fight him with. Let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 17. Gospel Luke 17, verse 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God comes not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. Uh, maybe some of you have uh, streamed the service um, uh, when, uh, when I was uh, on the Canada side and uh, to um, speak about the OE of uh, a little faith. Then the end there that I mentioned um, uh, the Jesus that when he was uh, on the boat, uh, he was uh, sleeping. And when the storms uh, uh, come. And we find out um, uh, Jesus doing things is very uh, unique uh, in the way that uh, the people who are on the, on the earth is to consider him. He always uh, uh, sleep while he shouldn't sleep. And he always active when uh, people thinking that you shouldn't act. And the people, uh, Jesus, he lived in a different world. Then to the way that he was living is um, so uh, contrary to the, uh, the earthly way of thinking. So when the disciples, when they are, uh, when Jesus uh, thinking the disciples should be awake, but the disciples went into the sleep. 
When Jesus went into the crucial hour that in the garden of Gethsemane and said when he was as a prey and he went even further and continued to pray and all those disciples that had fallen asleep. And that Jesus even said to them, can't you just watch the one hour with me? But you see, they, they are, uh, they are sleeping in the time that they shouldn't sleep. But Jesus, when a storm come, that it should be awake and do something, and Jesus fall in silence. He just found that a pillow come to the back of the boat and that fall in sleep. And those disciples that are so uh, amazed and then they're coming, uh, said to Jesus, don't you care about that we're going to die? You see, Jesus lives in a different world. And when he lives in a different world, if we can see this, they're coming from another kingdom. When you're coming from another kingdom, every behavior, everything that he do, the words that he say, the manner that he carried himself, the word that he was speaking, the thoughts that he was, it was all coming from another kingdom. So when he's coming from another kingdom and drop into this kingdom, he wouldn't let this kingdom influence him one bit. That is the life of Jesus Christ. And though he come in, this is the kingdom of the Satan. He come in, this is the world. But everything he do, he carried the whole kingdom of God in his in person. Then he come and drop down in this world. And it is the way he was living is reflected the kingdom that he was coming from. And he asked us to do the same thing. That's why he said, you're, he said, I'm not belong to this world. In another world, I'm not belong to this kingdom. I'm coming from another world. And I'm doing things that are according another rule that in another world. The way I'm speaking, when you see me, you saw another kingdom is coming to this world. And the, the people, the reason, if you just look at the normal reason, that the disciples, when they fall into sleep, because they're influenced by the, uh, the environment that's surrounded them. Because it doesn't nighttime. Nighttime, you're supposed to go to sleep. And but Jesus, because he was coming from another world, he doesn't let this world to influence him that he went to prayer. And the one that we find out that the one that in this world, if we are living in these circumstances, if we're living in the, uh, the the life that we're living, we're very easily to be influenced by the surrounding, and because we have the flesh, that the flesh was made from an element that are coming from this uh, this uh, this world. So there are people that are easily to be influenced by it. But if the kingdom of God is within us, as we just read in the scripture, then that kingdom should have enough power to overcome anything that is around us. Let me give you an example. Um, I don't know if you have uh, traveled. I know uh, in this uh, uh, type of season, the travel become a very uh, hard. But I used to I go to uh, China. I haven't been there for for a while. And you know, by travel, you're uh, you're uh, going across a different time zone. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I hope you're still alive. I'm. Uh... <laughs> We're coming from another kingdom. Not from Canada though. <laughs> and so when I go to China, um, because I live here long enough, when I go over there, the time zone is different. When we're here at the daytime, their time is the nighttime. So when, uh, when I was in there at the nighttime, my eyes is wide open. And when, the, when their uh, daytime come, 
but I want to go to sleep. Because I'm coming from a different uh, different part of the world. So if you are, because you live there lonely enough, so you carried whatever that world that you have been used to with you to another world. It's not that you try to fight, it's just something has a built inside of you. Because you live in, in, I live in, when I was in China, when I first come to Canada, I got a hard time to open up my eyes. Because the, the whole time zone was so different. But then because I'm living here lonely enough, then my whole body has been get used to what I've been living to. And then when I go back to China and that country, though I was born in there, but I act differently. It takes me a long time. I, I will never get used to it. And that I have to, uh, every day, the one I wear, I have to just go to preach, and I go to preach, and, and I have to keep myself, uh, that, that I have to, sometime I have to, I have to, uh, uh literally, uh, there's no coffee there, I have to drink a whole pot of tea, try to keep myself the eye open, in order to carry it to work over there. And then you see, if you are, if we have a, a living in the one of the place, lonely enough, you will get used to it. Yes, yes. Don't let our body live here lonely enough that you start to carry the atmosphere of this kingdom. Always remember you're coming from another kingdom. You're on a different time zone. That's why when Jesus is supposed to sleep, he's wide awake. When he was supposed to wake, that he was strong. When he's supposed to be in a storm, be frantic, that he keeps so calm because he was coming from another time zone. When you live in this little descended age, it seems like that everything is lukewarm. Everything is that is supposed to give in, to compromise. But when we're born from another world, if we're coming from another world, we carry a different seed that is inside of us. We carry a different life that is inside of us. You said, well, we're living, we're born in this world, but don't forget, you're born in this world long before you're born in this world. Because God has chosen us before the foundation of the world. But Ramah said, in the greatest of the battle ever, ever fought. And he said, of all of our difference between nations and difference between each other and everything, he said, it all mounts up to two powers. There's only two powers, and there are only two kingdoms, two powers, and two kingdoms. No matter if you're living in the States, or you're living in Canada, or living in China, but when Brother Branham said, there's only two power. And that's, uh, he said, and all the rest, the little minor things, are connected with either one of those powers. And those powers is God's power and Satan's power. Every war, every disorder, everything that comes along is either controlled by God's power or Satan's power. Because that's the only two powers there is. And that is the power of life and the power of death. So the United States is not the power. The Canada is not the power. Or China, or Europe, or, or Africa, or Asia, South America. There's no power, but there's only two power. I think that settles everything that is in our daily life that's on this earth. 
If you belong to God, you're coming from another kingdom. And then you're having the power of God living inside of you. And the brother Bram said, Satan will make you all kind of a promise. But he has nothing to give you. Because he don't have nothing. He don't have a salvation. What is a Satan? Anything contrary to the world, to the word, anything contrary to the word. He doesn't have salvation. He doesn't have a light. His kingdom is darkness. The end thereof is death. Darkness and death is Satan's kingdom. He said, Brother Brandon, repeat it again. What is a Satan's kingdom? Anything contrary to the word of God. If American, according to the word of God, it won't be Satan. But because of the contrary to the word of God, that's why it belongs to the Satan. No matter how wonderful it is, but it is not God's kingdom. No matter what country that we're living in, anything contrary to God's word, that belongs to Satan's kingdom. And that, that is a darkness and that is a death. So when we're talking about that on this earth, we can make the life so such a simple thing. If we just put aside everything else, just try to discern one thing. Am I coming from the kingdom of God or am I coming from the Satan's Eden? Am I living in the kingdom of God or am I living in the Satan's power? Then all the rest of them things, it was just a filler. And then it doesn't mean anything. And if we talking about the kingdom, if there's a two power, there's a kingdom of a darkness which belongs to Satan, then there is also the, to the opposite of it, that is the kingdom of a God that is a light. If the kingdom of a Satan is a death, then the kingdom of a God is a life. If the kingdom of a Satan is unbelief, then the kingdom of a God is a belief. So when we talk about the kingdom, we said that there's a two power, but with as a kingdom, it must have a king. Kingdom is not a democracy. There's a no vote there. Kingdom run by king. When king says something, that's law. If the king said anything, everything, life is surrounded or hinged or lived around king. So in this world, there's no country, there's only two power. Brother Pamela said, I'm a kingdom of a God and kingdom of a Satan. If there's a two kingdom, there's a two king. And uh, there, instead of all, oh, we're living in a democracy, we live in the, you know, we can vote, we have a certain freedom. That's a fake. If you belong to the kingdom of a God, King Jesus is your king. Whatever he said, that is an absolute. No matter if you live on this earth, no matter which nationality that you are coming from, you are living in the Satan's kingdom. And he is the king. And everything surrounded for him. Everything hinged around him. He got the final say. If he said that the fashion of this year is short, then everybody wear shorts. If he said that the, the trend of this of the year is a homosexual, then the people that on this earth must follow what is the king has said. There's no vote. 
Vote is just a fake. Vote is just for deceiving. But the king of this earth is Satan himself. But if we're coming from another kingdom, we're not to be surrounded. We're not to be a, we're not a controlled by the king of this earth. We're not controlled by the politics of this earth. We're controlled by the, that king's, by his word and his word alone. So when there's a kingdom, everything was uh, around this king has said. You see that in that ancient time, that he have a, a king, I don't know if you ever read the, the history. You know, the king actually governs every aspect of the person's daily life. And in China, we have a, they call that a emperor. I think it's, a, it's about the same. It's just, uh, maybe it's just a different name. Sorry, I, I don't know very much about Mark. Maybe I'm around. But they're, uh, as, a, as far as uh, they're concerned, they are the absolute of the final say. Whatever that come to the, the king, the king says something that is to them, that is just as the God has said. So in China, uh, as an emperor or a king, they can govern their clothes. As an emperor uh, in China, nobody can wear yellow. Because that belongs to the emperor. Only the emperor can wear yellow. Whoever wear yellow, and if it's a common citizen of Europe, they will be considered a rebel. And their head will be chopped off. Nobody worry you. I don't think everybody will like the yellow in, the, in here. But to there, yellow belongs like a gold. Yeah. It belongs to the king. Uh-huh. So he tell you what to wear. He tell you what kind of clothes that you need to wear. He said, nobody tell me what to do. Sorry. You're in the kingdom. Only Remember, only two power. Either you're from the kingdom of God or kingdom of Satan. You got to serve either one, one of them. So in that king, they cannot governing. When the king's wife died, nobody should laugh. If you laugh, your head is off. Because everybody should be sad. Because the king's wife has dead. If a king got at a wedding, nobody said. Everybody should laugh. He said, I just, my dad is just dead. Come on, boy. Put a, put a smile on your face. You got to, you got to laugh because this is the king's wedding day. Kings governs every aspect of the person's life. I'm talking about a spiritual things now. So you have no rights to say. You have to follow exactly the rule of what is the king has said. If the king said rejoice, and everybody rejoice. You said, I don't fail to. You got to. Amen. If the king said to worship, yeah. everybody worship. You said, I don't fail to. You have to. Amen. Otherwise, your head will be chopped off. Listen, you belong to a kingdom. No matter you like it or don't like it, there's only two power that is on this earth. You either belongs to the kingdom of God or you belongs to the kingdom of Satan. And I remember that I read that in history, even in England, in Europe those times, if the kings, only the king can hunt. That in that wood, in that forest there, nobody, no peasants, no farmers allowed to hunt anything. Only the king can hunt. 
And anybody going to the wood to try to find the food or hunted the deer or the rabbits even, and it will be cut off. Either their hands will be cut off or their leg will be cut off. Why? Because the king, he is the center of the whole life. And every king has said, no matter is it reasonable or not reasonable, when king says certain things, that is the final absolute. And you must follow what is the king has said. But how are we thankful that we're coming from another kingdom? And that King Jesus, whatever that he said is the absolute. When he ordered the trend of this year that you have to go follow what he ordered the trend it is. No matter what is the worldly king has said that the fashion is and the long skirt is always the fashion of God's kingdom. And no matter what is the world that I try to say our daily life should be. But when King Jesus said it, that's the final absolute. Because your works reflects which kingdom that you are coming from. King's command is not an option. When King said it, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. You, uh, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's a command that is not an option. It's not, oh, I can do it. I don't have to do it. You must do it. Otherwise, your works going to reflect which kingdom that you are coming from. So whatever the King has said, the King's word is it a final absolute? That's why I said on this earth, as long as we live, there's no voting. There's no option. Everything you must do according to one of these two kingdoms. In Christ's mystery of a God revealed, therefore, it's the word or nothing. That's right. He, the word, how do you know it's right? He, the word, is a vindicator. In another word, that the king has to speak. And he has vindicated, this is the word from another kingdom. And he, the word, properly vindicated, is the headship. The head of the church. The head of the church is not that it's earthly king. It's not our own idea. It's not what is the church says so, or that church says so. But he is the headship. In another word, he is the king. And he is the head of the church. He's the word, the headship. He's a properly identified, vindicated by his own spirit being in the church in itself, the person. And then the same message is that our headship is a kingdom. The kingdom of a God is within you. And in other words, that the headship is living inside of you. Your head is not head anymore. There's another head living inside of you. No matter how Satan tried to say, I will control, I will use education, I will use a career, I will use a job or different things, try to influence you, but there is a kingdom living inside of you. And the headship is the word. And it said that we are not a denomination, we belong to a kingdom. And a kingdom is the word of a God that made a spirit and life in our own life. In another word, there's a person living inside of you. And that person is the King Jesus living inside of you. He is the headship. It's not the knowledge, but it's the head. 
He is the Heship. He said, a burning to pass every promise in this day, as it did in that day when the word and God was one. And the word and God is one in his church today, making it to the headship of the body that is redeemed. To bring the message in the last day and be taken up from the dead in the resurrection to go back and restore it again as Adam and Eve in the beginning in the garden of Eden. He is the headship. And that king, he's not just a rule. He's not just a government. But he's a person. And that kingdom, as the Bible says, it live within you. And the world is again falling apart. He said, but we are promised in the kingdom. An eternal kingdom. That's what we are promised. To have an eternal life in that eternal kingdom. And the government is controlled by the eternal king. His eternal word given out to the people that has an eternal life. And the eternal life of people feast not upon the things of the world. But it's written that man shall live by every word that are proceeded out of the mouth of God. We receive this kingdom and we find out that both heaven and earth will pass away. But this word shall never pass away. And this word is the kingdom. The word kingdom living inside of you. It's not just the governing living inside of you, but it's the word, the kingdom, the living inside of you. And this is the king and the kingdom. The system of the life is every bit right in here. And how can I overcome? He said, by one spirit, how we get into this kingdom? By one spirit, we're baptized into that kingdom. By one spirit, all into this kingdom. And he said that the kingdom of a God is within you. So this is a kingdom people. That profess that this is not their home. That's my title today. The kingdom people. We are not belongs to this kingdom. But we belong to the word kingdom. And God said you are a kingdom people. In another word, you are a word people. Word is our absolute. Not a certain idea, not a certain mindset, but word is our kingdom. And he is our absolute. He said that the kingdom people that profess that this is not their home. We're coming from another kingdom, but living in this earthly kingdom. But we're not coming from this earth, but we're coming from another world. He said, this is not our home. We're looking for the coming of the king to set up the kingdom. Who can go into the kingdom? In Matthew seven twenty, he said, Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God, of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. In another word, it's not just say, confess, well, I'm a believer. I believe in the prophet. You know, I come to the church. I do this, I do that. No. He said, but he that doeth the will of my Father. Only those people can go into that kingdom. 
Therefore, whosoever hears the saying of mine and doeth them, I will like him unto a wise man, which built his house upon the rock. And it says, uh, And the rain descend, and the flood came, and the winds blow, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was uh, founded upon a rock. The foundation must be right. If the foundation is wrong, you can't see the foundation. But when you start to building upon the foundation, the building will show what foundation that you are in. Because the rain will come, storm will come, trial will come, situation will rise up. It won't show the foundation. But when you see some building, building up and become a clasp, become a collapse, that shows the foundation in the beginning. It's got a big problem in it. It doesn't mean that when you start the building, the building won't shaking. It, maybe that the windows start rattling when the storm will come. But that building won't fall. It, when the storm come, or when the rain, when the different things is rising up, if the building fall, it shows the foundation has a problem. But though it rattling, only the shaking, but if the building holding up, their testimony holding up, that shows their foundation built on the right thing. What foundation are they building on? It's not the people just saying that I believe. But he that doeth the will of my father. When they do the will of the father. Not hearing the word. But becoming a doer of the word. Then they build the right foundation on that absolute word of God. And then they can start to build. When they build, no matter they build high or they build low. No matter shaking come or not. Or the rain start. But because the foundation is right. Though sometimes they become a rattling. But they will never fall. No matter what trial come. But they always believe. No matter what sickness is going to their body. But they always believe. No matter how the border was closed. But God's keeping power still inside of them. Because they're not here of the word. But they're the doer of the word. The foundation lays is right. So it's the work on the outside will show what foundation they were in. It's the work that they have been doing shows which kingdom that they were coming from. And then in Matthew 16, 27. For the son of a man shall come in the glory of his father with his angel. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. Let's look at some of these works. Of in this age. Because by their fruits. You shall know them. You cannot see the foundation. I can say I'm coming from another kingdom. But I must have a proof of it. As I always show. When I was in China. I showed to the people. I said I'm a Canadian citizen. And then I asked them. How do you know I'm Canadian citizen? I talk like you Chinese. I look like a Chinese. I hope so. And I do everything. I eat like a Chinese. What to prove I'm Canadian citizen? One thing. My passport. Only that will show I'm coming from Canada. 
It's not my skin. It's not my language. It's not anything. There's only one identity can show me that I'm coming from Canada. That's the passport. And how do you know that we're coming from the kingdom of God? Your works from the kingdom of God, that will show that which kingdom that you belongs to. If you start to acting like the Satan's the kingdom, I start to doubt it. What influence that you get? But if you start manifesting the nano kingdom, that shows no matter how low that you are, no matter how weak that you feel to like, no matter what trials is coming on you, but you can always approve I'm coming from another kingdom. I'm not feasting on this earthly world. I'm feasting on the word of a God because the word is the king. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But look at how the works that on this little in this little descent, little descent age. And uh, in the Bible, in the book of Revelation 3, 14, it said, And unto the angel of a church of a little descent write, This thing says the Amen. In another word, this word says about the one who say, who's uh, got a final say. No matter what others the people who try to say, but he got the final say. I remember the one time, and I was with the brother Tim Pruitt in China. And he was asking me, he said to Brother Murphy, he said, uh, uh, he said, you know, Brother Murphy, I, I, uh, I just don't want to preach anything that's a contrary to what your brother say has already uh, spoke. And uh, so he uh, listed me the certain things that I said. I said, don't worry, Brother Tim. You just preach your heart out. Whatever that the Lord revealed to you, you just preach it. I said, I just don't want to cause any, you know, a bad feeling and things. I said, don't worry, Brother Tim. I said, I'm your translator. He looked at me. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't catch it. I said, I got the final say. <laughs> if you do the wrong, I'll just uh, fix it up for you. No, I never fixed that out for him. But that means that you got the final say. No matter what other people said, you have the final say. Your body tell you, I'm sick. But you got the final say because that body belongs to you. You said, I got the final say. The final say has been said by the amen. He said, by your strife, Lord, I am healed. And when you become a weak, you say, the Lord, but Lord, you, you have the final say. And you have the final say inside of me. Whenever I'm a weak, I am a strong. Because his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Amen. It says, this thing says to the amen, the faithful, and the true witness. How we need the faithful to be in this hour. That's the character of the one that who said in this little descent church age and to the little descent people. You hardly ever find the people become a faithful anymore. But that's one of the characteristics of our Lord. Right. If we can see, that's the characteristic of our king. He's a faithful. And he has the final say. And when he's the faithful, and he also asked his stewards to be faithful. Because that's in the Bible, Paul had said, he said, the only thing required a steward is to be faithful. Whatever God gave it to you, you hold it true. 
Sometimes in our mind, it might tell us the different. The situation might rise up and tell us totally different. But you be faithful. Faithful to what God has given to you. Whatever He's given to you, that is good enough. You don't need extra. If you need extra, He will give you ahead of time. But everything that you need, He gave it in His Word, and you receive it for the right. We don't need extra. All we need is the Word, and this hour has been vindicated to you personally. And true witness. Where can we find the true witness? The prophet has been the true witness. Whatever the word of God has said, he has been doing it faithfully. And he has to do it as a true witness. It's not like that he just like the bell. You know, I was, I saw God doing this. He personally experienced what God has been done. He personally experienced that God is the creator. That in the place that there cannot be, have no squirrel, the squirrels come up. When there's a storm, that by the word of a God, he drove that of the storm out of the way. He's a true witness. True witness is not a repeater. True witness is not a life living inside of you. That you become a true witness because you experience that. That become a personal experience inside of you. He said at the beginning of the creation of God. He's to the beginning of the creation of God. And I will say, we are the creation of God. If he is in the beginning and the word end, because of that same Jesus living inside of you and me. And he said, I know thy work, thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I will thou, I will, I will thou were cold or hot. That's the works that in this Laodicean age, then it become a lukewarm. Neither cold nor hot. You know, they cannot, they just leave a dilatory, uh, dilatory? Okay. They just leave a whatever way that they want, wishy-washy. I think Brother Brandon used the word dilly-dilly. <laughs> Their life is just no backbone. Compromising. That shows they're lukewarm. That's the characteristic of this age. You don't want to offend anybody. Everybody go to heaven. Don't ruffle my feather in the wrong way. You might get a bite. That's the spirit that in this hour. And it said, so then because of all are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, God said, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's the works in this hour. And then he said, because thou says, I'm a rich. That's another works, word of in this, uh, Laodicean age. They become so wealthy. They become a rich. I need of nothing. They got everything. They got to their car. They got their house. And they got their, uh, you know, they got their education. They got their job. They got their pension. That everything that they have there can say, we don't need anything. And we got a knowledge, we have a church to go to, that we have, uh, you know, we have our idea, we got our theology, and we've been in a message for so many years, nothing gonna shake us, nothing gonna move us, nobody gonna tell us what we can do, we believe it exactly, what's the prophet to believe? He said, I'm rich, and increase with good. 
that they have everything that they think they need. The increase in their goods, they be rich to be abundant. Of our possession to be richly supplied. It's an affluent in resources so that he can give a blessing of salvation to our. This is God's character. But he come to the little descent. They said, we're rich. We don't need anything. We believe God. I've been in the message for so many years. What you talking about? I have everything that I need. But God said. And he said, uh, and also that I'm poor and blind and naked and don't even know it. They themselves, they give their uh, praise and said, you know, we're fine. We're, we're no problem. We've been going, uh, uh, going along for all these years. But when God looked at them, he said that they are poor, miserable, wretched, and blind, and naked. And don't even know it. I was thinking how a person can come to a condition like this. Without even knowing it. And the Lord says. uh, Knows not thou art wretched. You know for being wretched is not a a problem. To be miserable is not a little problem. Being poor or blind or even naked is not a little problem. The worst case is they don't know. If they know they're wretched, if they know they're miserable, if they know they're poor and naked, they will try to find the source to fix their problem. But their big problem is not because they're poor, blind and naked and wretched and miserable, because they didn't know how to deceiving that is the devil in this hour. And for the person to be uh, blind, they might have a very good uh, the eyesight. But their eyes is open, but they couldn't see clearly. Because they didn't, uh, blind in original means to raise, to raise uh, a smoke, to wrap in a mist. In another words, that they're coming to the like a smoke was around them. Though their eyes still 2020, but because of the smoke is around them, then they couldn't see clearly. And they're like in the fog. Though their eyes are still 2020 have no problem, but they cannot see. Because of the deceiving Satan in this hour has deceived them. So they're thinking they're okay. But God says, but to God's eye, they're blind. They can't see it. How we need in this hour that of the prophet to open up our eyes in order for us to see. Because that's the works of a Satan that in this little descended hour, when he influences the people, that the people be like that. And that the blind also can be blind with a pride, or conceit, or render foolish, or stupid, or be clouded, or be salted. And the naked, it means the well, naked means naked. There's no clothes. But people don't know. The reason they're naked in this hour because they're not closed by the prophet. Because of the prophet's responsibility is to close God's bride. 
if they can't stand still. Or in another word, because they're not standing still, they become an AK. We're talking about the believer. We're not talking about the denominational Christians. We're talking about in this hour, the real Christian, the believer that in this message. But if the person not standing still, then the prophet to close them, they can be naked and without even knowing it. They can be blinded by the smoke around them and without even knowing it. They can be in every way that look like a believer. They can be on the outside still recite the quote. They can be still on the outside dressed like a believer, talk like a believer, but can be blind and naked. That's the works of Satan that in this hour. The reason they're naked, it must be they rejected the one that it can close them. But it didn't be closed. They may be closer to the, by others. They may be closer to the, by their job or their pension or different things. Or the things that they're tracing that are in their daily life. But if they're not close to by the word, in God's eye, they're naked. And then the Revelation 3, 18, it said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. It's not only let us do, let them to understand that they are blind and naked, but God gives them the source that can meet their need. He doesn't just point it out your problem, but he also points you out to the way to escape. He said, I counsel thee to buy of me. In another word, you have to give up something to swap something that he gave it to you. To buy, that means you have to give it up, your grim back, your bill, your money, your different things that you hold true. Then to buy the gold that tried in the fair, in the fire. To give it up to the things that we hold dear, but have really no value that in our life. Our own idea, our opinion, what I think about this. But God said, give it as it up. Buy from me. When you buy from me, you have to release something so that it can put something in your hand. You cannot hold in this and you cannot serve two master. Remember, there's only two kingdoms, two power. You either belong to Satan's kingdom or you're coming from another kingdom. He said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in fire. It's not only just to realize that you're around. They're not just to realize I'm blind, I'm naked, I have a need of a God. But you must have find the right source. When a person that's in need, when they find an influence by the influence of this world, by the Satan's kingdom, they must find the right source in order for them to get to the right thing. And Jesus said to God, come from me, come to me, and buy the gold. Or I will say, the character that's tried that in the fire. You cannot just go to a church to get it. You cannot go to the media to get it. Or go to the politicians to get it. Because they have none. You can only have one place. You must come to him. And he is the person. It's not just in the quote. It's not just in the, the, 
the the message book that we read or the the message tape that we're listening to. You must go to that person to find the little gold that are tried in fire. And I can only be in Jesus Christ, the living word that in this hour. You must go to the right person because only him that possess all that you have a need of. That is the real rich. That is the real treasure. That is the character that I find out in the suffering, in the trial that you're going through. But by believing in him, that's the fire has a try to the character. And they said under the white raiment. Brother Bram said the white raiment in the Bible is the cause of the righteousness of the saints. And who is our righteousness? Him is our righteousness. And only him possess the white remnant. A remnant. It must be that person to live, to believe in the gospel, believe in the message. It's not just to believe in the message or the quotes, but it's to believe that person and receiving him inside of you. Let him transform it. Instead of that, thou may be clothed and that the shame of their nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eyes. Only the Holy Spirit can anoint it on our eyes. With the eyes set, that we can open our eyes, can see what is clearly, what's beside us, what's around us. And as it as many as I love, I rebuke, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore, and repent. We find out that that's the works that in the little descendant age, that he has been described and afford us. But when a God pointing out to the problem, he always gave it us his way. To escape and to meet what need that we have. Then the Lord said to him that overcometh, what I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcome and am set down with my father that in his throne. He's not only just to send us that down to this Satan's kingdom, but he equipped us with the power so that we can overcome whatever this is kingdom, the earthly kingdom can do. But you see, if the person that we're coming from another kingdom, if we're not be careful, and that the things that are on this earth start to influence, and that it can blind into the people's eyes, can the people just go on to the daily living and without understand what is the purpose that God sent us here for? You see, that other kingdom that we're ascending from is uh, not by observation, or your eye cannot see it. But he said that the kingdom of God is within you, is living inside of you. You cannot explain to the people. You cannot tell them to the people, oh, I coming from, but your works will show. Your works won't show what is the works in this little descendant age, but your work will show that you are coming from another world. You're coming from another kingdom. Let's look at what Jesus have said in Matthew 12, 28. Jesus said, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of a God, then the kingdom of a God is come unto you. If we're going to put in a plain language, if the kingdom of a God in Jesus Christ to show to the people, he cast out demons. That shows the kingdom of a God has come. 
If that kingdom ever come, that in Jesus' life, that same kingdom of God, if it come in us, it will cast down demons as well. He said, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. So when you become the word, when you become a one with the word, you become a one with the king, we're coming back to this earthly kingdom, the Satan's kingdom. But God doesn't just want us to drop us off and like a parachute on us here without equip us with some power. He said that the kingdom is within you. When I'm sending you to this earthly kingdom, to this body, to this situation that you are in, he said, my kingdom, the power is within you. In another word, the power to cast down demons is right inside of you. The power to cast down reasoning is right inside of you. The power to cast down imagination is right inside of you. Because that's also, that's the works of another kingdom that come on the people that belong and are coming from another kingdom. Why God sent us to this earth? To this Satan's kingdom. You're thinking about it. Before we coming down to on this earth, we're not born from our parents. That's just our earthly body. But we were there in God's thought even before the foundation of the world. But in that time, we're only a attribute. If we are born, if we're coming from another kingdom, how can you rule without a character? Because the power without a character is a satanic. But we, when we were in the thoughts, we're just an attribute. But when we come on this earth, we become a flesh. You coming from the thoughts become materialized. The reason is because when we were in the thoughts, we were in the attributes, though we never lost, but you cannot rule. Because the character is a through suffering. Character, power with character is a fit to rule. How can we sit on the throne, rule with Jesus Christ without a character? You cannot rule just as an attribute. You must rule as a materialized a person with the character, go through the suffering, sickness, a sin, or whatever that come on your way. You cast them down. Then you are fit to rule. As an attribute, you cannot rule. As a gene of a God, you cannot rule. As just a seed, you cannot rule. But you must be manifested. The works of another kingdom must be manifested inside of you on this earth to prove that we can sit in the same room with Jesus. Because the power without a character is a satanic. But power with a character is a fit to rule. We were sent down on this kingdom. Satan's kingdom. That's the power of darkness. It's the power of sin. But we possess the power 
of another kingdom that is inside of us. God never sent us an unequipped to come to fulfill what he asked us to, to do here. In the greatest battle ever fought. He said that we are today sitting here and one or the other power is going to control us. So let's cast it out of the evil one. Let's take our position like the stars of the heavens. He said that Satan's army brings the disease. That's what Satan is. In another word, that's the work of Satan. If you look at the disease, if you look at the sickness, you look at the COVID and everything, that is the work of Satan that are on this earth. He said, that's what Satan is. He is a destroyer. Every sickness, all the things that we went through, when our sister Alicia at Acre just heard that, the, that in the hospital, what do that? The destroyer is right there. He said, Satan, the whole kingdom of Satan is sickness, death, and sorrow, and the frustrations, and the worry, all on Satan. That's the works of Satan. Why? Because of this is his kingdom. When he's in the end of the kingdom, he's the ruler. And he's the final absolute. Every time when he says something, it must be done to the people that belongs to him. But thank God, we don't belong to that. We're coming from another world, another kingdom. That's the nature of Satan. He's a destroyer. So when you saw worry, when you saw fear, when you saw an uncertainty, when you saw doubt, when you saw the fear and all of those things, you can know that it's the works of a Satan. But Brother Bama said that God is alive. He's a faith. He's a joy. He's a peace. And over here, now that's the two great forces that are coming together right now. They're battling. They're battling right here in the building right now. They battle day by day with you, every force. He said, Satan following you along. The great big kingly priest of Goliath tried to scare the liver out of you. But you are fortified. Amen. With the gospel, with the word of a truth around your loin. It's a glory. He said, a helmet of a salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword waving it in your hand. Satan, I'm coming to meet you. You meet me in the name of a science. You meet me in the name of a culture. You meet me in the name of organization. You meet me in the name of this side or the other. But I meet you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. That is the works of a Satan. With the fear, with the doubt, and an unbelief. But because you're coming from another kingdom, you possess the power. If God is alive, if God is the joy, if God is the peace, that is everything of that work, that work is now right now in you. He said, I'm coming after you. Give away, even death itself can't stand there. Chop a hole right through it. He said, Satan's army brings the diseases. And God's army is commissioned to cast them out. He said, there you are. Every time Satan throws any arm onto you, God's army is to cast him out. He said, amen, cast it out. 
God only have a one technique. That is to cast demon out. He doesn't negotiate. He doesn't compromise. He doesn't maneuver, try to make a curve and try to do that. There's only one thing God did do. Only one technique. He cast him down. He said that's the very technique that God used. Satan used an army of destruction to disbelieve God's word. And set him up a better kingdom than Michael had. And God has casted him out. We know who that Michael is. That's Jesus Christ. But that's Jesus Christ in the sound of any form. But when Jesus Christ would come on the earth, he comes into the flesh. But that flesh doesn't affect him one bit. That weakness doesn't affect him one bit. That sleeping, that weak of the body. He was 30 years old, looked like a 50. But that doesn't slow him down one bit. How he casted out a demon in heavenly realm as the Michael in that form. When he come down to the earth, he cast the Satan out just the same. The flesh body never slow him down one bit. But thank God, if his flesh doesn't slow him one bit. And that same God that's living in Jesus right now, living in the pride of Jesus Christ. If the Michael in the heavenly realm had cast out a demon in that time, and we were as attributes as the gene, as the seed that is inside of him. If he cast them out, we were there when the Michael was there. When he cast demon out of heaven, we were there in his assault. But now we are materialized. If that doesn't slow Jesus down, it will slow us down. How he cast it out when he was in the form of a Michael when we were there. But when he was down on earth as a Jesus, as a fleshly body, he cast him down. And that's the same power that living inside of you and living inside of me. If we overcome Satan in the heavenly realm, we can overcome him right on earth in his kingdom. He said, God's message is cast out the devil, the evil. Cast down reasoning. Cast down superstition. Cast down worry. Cast down diseases. Cast down sin. Amen. You are above it. Resurrected in Christ Jesus. Setting in heavenly places with every devil under your foot. This is not something just a word. This is the power. That the Lord had given to us. In the greatest battle I ever fought. He said how did a grand take Richmond? He said just as they come to it. He said that's how he took Richmond. That's how God's soldier takes sin. Sickness. Just as they come to it. He said, that's the way they overcome their doubts and fears and things. There's no negotiation in this. There's no try to find a way how to do this. God's ways are very simple. Whatever the God has said to the certain, when a certain things is coming our way, He said, just as the grand take Richmond, He said, as He come to it. He said, when I come to it, the wall is still there. The sickness is still there. 
still go forth. If you will, God, when you get there, He will open up the hole for you to cross it. I'm just thinking about it. I know that you hear that, that my mom who was the bone was broken. But now I understand how severe that brokenness is. Because he broke the bone, the bone actually inside of her body. And when her bone was broken, she, she was on the bed. She was basically paralyzed. She can't go to the bathroom. Everything is on the bed. But you see, you overcome Satan just as you come to it. And she just said a simple face that inside of her said, Lord, this is not glorify you. And when she said that, she acted upon what she said. She just started twitching, started rolling, and get out of the bed and throw it up to the rod and start to the walking. How you overcome sin just as you come to it. How you overcome a fear just as you come to it. You said to the, the, the darkness is still there, but you come to it. Lord, I believe your word. Lord, I'm coming from another kingdom. This kingdom cannot stop me. If I cast them out inside of you, Lord, now I'm coming on the flesh. I can cast them out again. It said, that's the way they overcome the doubt and fear and things. When one arises, they chop him down. Move out of the way. Oh my, that's it. God cast them out like he did in heaven. Our great chief captain showed us how it was done. And in the possessing the enemy's gate, he said, now we have a right to conquer all sickness. We don't have to conquer it. Is already conquered. We just have to claim the promise and go take it. It's already conquered. Death is conquered. Hell is conquered. Sickness is conquered. Temptation is conquered. All devil is conquered. If he said it all, that means hell, hell. No matter how big they are or how small they are, but all devil is conquered. He said, hell is a conquered. Hell is not for you, but kingdom is for you. Death is a conquered. The grave is a conquered. We stand in the gate and take it. Don't have to fire a shot. It's already been paid for. Remember said, but an hour is to come that every kingdom has to give away because there is a kingdom of a God that's established in the human heart. But a baptism of the Holy Spirit and to the presence of Jesus Christ and the Christ will come to his bride and will set up a kingdom here and on earth that will never be diminished. How do you get into this kingdom? You are born into it. How would you belong into the kingdom and disagree with the king? See, and the king is the word. How did they know he was a son of man? He looked out there upon the audience and perceived what they were thinking about. We know that's true. And he is the same today. What God showed to us, he showed to us his kingdom has already come. That kingdom is a living inside of you. And I was just thinking about the word 
the message that the Lord had given it to us. And he didn't just give us a book to read. He didn't just give us the tape to listen to. But he equipped us with the power that laid in the message of this hour. Whenever you believe or whenever you receive it, you're not just receiving some word of a man, but you're receiving the little power that literally from another kingdom that's living right inside of you. If we can realize that, then let us behave ourselves. Let us act upon what is the word of a God has said about us. When Jesus know that he was coming from another kingdom, nothing going to defer him. Nothing going to stop him. Because he know he's coming from another kingdom. And we know we're coming from another kingdom. Why? Because our works shows that we're not from this Laodicean age. When this Laodicean become a lukewarm, we're not lukewarm. We're passionate about the word of God. We have a zeal about the work of the Lord. When the whole world of this in, they become a fear and a doubt. There's no doubt, no fear in the pride of Jesus Christ. Your works show that you're coming from another kingdom. Whatever the Satan that tried to throw, that it tried to stop us. But look at you, even you sitting over here, that proves that you are not that from the kingdom of Satan. That only prove one thing, that there's another kingdom living right inside of you. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servant fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is that my kingdom not from hands. Some people, they know how to fight. But they, don't, they only know how to fight on this world. world on this uh, earth. But they don't know how to fight. That uh, they actually possess it of the power that are from another kingdom. When Jesus had the power from another kingdom, actually Jesus doesn't fight. When Pilate said, uh, don't you know I have a power I can kill you? And Jesus never said, oh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, Pilate, you got a power. He just said, if the Lord doesn't give you the power, you wouldn't have the power. And he even said over here, that my kingdom is not belongs to this earth. So that's why I don't need to fight you because I will inherit the kingdom eventually. And Satan tried to show them all the kingdom on earth and the future and the past and everything. Jesus only said, get thee behind me. You know, to fight Satan is not complicated. It's when make the things become complicated. Actually, Satan make himself seems more powerful, more complicated, that you take the more power that you fight him. You fight him only need one thing, just as Jesus said, get it behind me. Whatever doubt, or whatever fear, whatever things that I throw down you, you just get it behind me. I don't need any negative health. I don't need any negative things that are in my life. I just believe the word is the truth. Jesus know who he is. Do we know who we are? You're not just a person that have come to the Cloverdale Bible way and separated by the border, cannot even cross. You possess the kingdom of God living right inside of you. Do you know what that means? That means the healing is right inside of you. That means the worship is inside of you. 
That means the joy is inside of you. That means the peace. Every works of the heavenly kingdom is all laid inside of you. All you need to do is to know Lord, Lord, if that kingdom is inside of you, no matter I feel it or I don't feel it, but I believe what the word has said about me. Satan can do whatever that he wants to do. He can throw everything on the path of the bride of Jesus Christ. But the bride of Jesus Christ, because they're coming from another world, because they're coming from another kingdom, they possess another power to overcome every one of them. Let a musician come. You know, God gave us a power. That power is just based on what He has said. You remember that at one time, Brother Brahma shared it about his testimony. That how he get his son Joseph. And Lord just revealed that to, to him. And he was the one into the closet. And he was praying. Thank God for the life of Joseph. And then the Lord speak to him. Said you have a son. You will name him as a Joseph. And when he heard that. Brother Bramman never doubted. He just uh, gave thanks to the Lord to get up. And expecting Joseph is to come on the scene. And one day, and then after a little while, that is his wife is pregnant. And then said, is this Joseph? He said, I don't know. But Lord said, Joseph is coming. And then when did it come? I think it's a Sarah. Right? And then the people started mocking him. Oh, you mean Josephine? And brother said, that person died. They doubt. They're mocking him. But representative Joseph is coming. Why? Because the Lord revealed that to him. Is the Lord to speak to him? That had revealed that in his heart he will have a son, his name called Joseph. I'm thinking, how many times Lord has to reveal his word to us? We've been in a message year after the year, time after time. We hear the word coming from the pulpit and then depicting the situation that we are in that no man know. What is the God doing? He revealed that word to you just for your situation. How many times do you listen to a message? You're sitting there and asking Lord for certain things. And then the Lord used the tape, the prophet passed. But just at the table and said, you're the one, you're the lady, you got a certain, certain disease. Then you claim it. What is it that Lord revealed that to you? And the brother Branham, when he was going through that, and he said, the people, they started mocking, said, oh, you mean Josephine, you mean this and that. But he said, Joseph is coming. Brother Branham said, he said, the revelation is never wrong. Speak it anyhow. No matter what it sounds like, goes right with the word. The vision, everything goes right with the word. Does the word said by this tribe we were healed? That goes right with the word. Does the word said God anointed me to preach the gospel to set the captive free? That goes right with the word. If that's to reveal that to you, then nothing is going to stop it. Brother Branham said, I couldn't read it out of the Bible, but it was wrote on my heart 
by revelation, by faith. God says so. He said, Joseph's the coming. God says so. But you see, when the promise of a God is coming to pass, it doesn't mean the without a struggling. It doesn't mean the without of the battling. Satan tried to do it against. But God always has a way to put us back to what he has said. And he said in the work in the faith expressed. And then uh, there's a second time this, uh, his uh, wife of the meeting got a pregnant. When she, when she was uh, pregnant, and he said, well, is this Joseph? He said, I don't know, but Joseph is coming. When the rapture, I don't know, but the rapture is coming. Does God have a bride? Yes, God had a bride. Does God have a bride without spot or wrinkle? Yes. Does the border going to be open? Yes. One, I don't know. But God revealed that to us. Why? Because it goes right with the word. The word said, when you know that day coming, you should gather even more together. Who against the word of a God? God will put those over that. But it doesn't mean that you go without a struggle. It doesn't mean that everything was easy. Just as they got on the silver plate to just give it to you. You have to fight for it. But you mustn't know how to fight for it. And then he said, then this time he said, said, a poor little mini. He said, we had a nurse that had been healed here in a meeting. You know, Mr. Morgan. He said, that's one of a male's nurse. And in the worst case, where she's on the record dead about 20 years ago of cancer. And uh, sarcoma's cancer in Louisville, right on the Baptist Hospital record. He said, in Jeffersonville Hospital. She's been here for all these years. And because God said, she'd live. And uh, media love her. And she said, I want Margie. Come with me, Billy. And I don't feel like going to the hospital. And it was in the torture, in the tormenting. Because they're expecting Joseph, but don't know when. Lord never said one, but he said, I will. And uh, he said, we love Margie. But Margie's not our God. He said, Margie is our sister. And then at the same time, there's a lady prophesied, said, oh, media going to die. You're, you're thinking devil will let you go without a fight? When he know that God's promise is on the way, he will fight even harder. But don't forget that the kingdom of God is within you. You don't have to go stretch for this or reach for that. It's right inside of you. And that woman prophesies that media are going to die. The reason is, is that uh, Brother Branham uh, Bran- don't want me leading, uh, leading, uh, leading him. So that's why now his wife is going to die. Devil has all kinds of lies was thrown off. But when all kinds of lies are thrown off, it only shows one thing, promises on the way. If God has said so, he will come to pass. But God had a way to fight that. And uh, I took off up to Greenville. He said that she, Meaty, got me all tore up. Because I love her. And even now, not many tore it up. He got a prophet tore it up. And it, does the prophet has a revelation? Yes. God says so. Joseph is coming. But God had a way to bring the assurance, the confirmation, so that you can rest it upon. And then it that I took up to Greensmail. And I went up to Greensmail. 
And she said, Bill, do you think I'm going to die? I said, I don't know, but a baby is going to be born anyhow. You're going to have a Joseph. And she said, is this him? I said, I don't know, honey. I can't say. But God said, we're going to have a Joseph. And we're going to have a Joseph. I don't care what anything says. We're going to have a Joseph. For the same God that told me all this revelation, told me that he never fell on others and he won't fail on that. I went up to the mill to pray. I started over there. I seen that light hanging between two trays. Said, go back to you. Go back to the book. The light never reconfirmed to him. Joseph is coming. The light never said, oh, this time is it. You know, everything's going to be all right. You're, you're, you're going to have a son. Your name is Joseph. The light never said that. The light pointing him back to the book. And it said that the Bible laid in my car. And when I did that, the wind blowed it over to where Nathan was sitting. And David said, go tell my servant David. I took him from that sheep coat, from feeding those few sheep of his father. And I made him a great name like a great man. Not all the greatest name, but just like a great man. Never made him a Billy Graham, but gave him a name, you know. Said, well, I done that. But said, I can't let him build a temple, but his son. And just as soon as he said his son, oh my, there he was. When he was going through, he got a revelation. Just as you got a revelation. But sometime when the devil come into the way, sort of tore us up. Sort of throw doubt in us. Sort of throw the suspicious in us. Sort of throw the lack of a face in us. But God never showed us a light again. He doesn't have to speak to you again. He always points you back to the word of a God. Just as he pointed to the prophet. When he gave a point to the prophet. Back to the, the Bible. When he read about his son. Then the whole struggle is peace. When we're in the struggle. When we're in the torment. Just go back to the word as I said. If he said he's your healer, he's your healer. If he said he's your deliverer, he's your deliverer. No matter what is on our way, but he always pointed back to what is the word has said. And all you need to do, let your faith be upon what is the word has said. Because that word is the thus says the Lord. Amen. Let's stand up. The Holy Spirit always pointing at us back to what is His Word has said. You don't need to hear the Word from the heaven to reveal it to you. God has already given a reveal the Word to us. When we look at that, saw that, you always remember that is the reconfirmation that God has given it to us. If He will have a bride, He will have a bride. If He said He will have a spotless bride, that is the bride is spotless. Let's let's sing the the battle is uh, the battle is the Lord, Brother Ryan.
God, we thank you, Lord. To God be the glory. Lord, just thinking about your keeping power, Lord. In the probably the most difficult situation for the believers that are down on this side. Lord, you have done the great miracle, Lord. That great miracle that are you keeping their life, Lord. You keeping that each one of them. Father, we give you all the things. Because we know that God is his keeping power is just as great as his transforming power. Lord, I just pray that as we are going to dismiss it our, you know, from each other. Lord, I pray that God will renew our vision, Lord. Renew our strength. And refill us with your baptism of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Let God himself just move through this congregation that again. Lord, we have been prayed, and we've been praising much. And Lord, we saw the lights that had ended all end of the tunnel. But Lord, our eyes is another look at that. No matter that the border, they said it is open or when is it open. But Lord, we know one thing, what you have promised, Lord, you will never fail to your promise. You have the promise that we need to be get together. And Lord, that's what we believe. And that's what we do. That we know no matter what Satan had tried to stop us. But Lord, he will never be able to stop the bride of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you all the thanks. Just ask you to be with every one of us. Lord, as we are listening to your word and looking forward for the service and for the tomorrow. Lord, I ask you to bless and anoint our dear brother Tom. Lord, how he has been giving out himself for the sheep of a God. Lord, I just pray that the Holy Spirit just move it again, Lord. Lord, heal the sick, Lord. Deliver the people that need to be delivered. Lord, that amend the people that's in need. Lord, that heal the injured and that it hurts. Lord, that the bride of Jesus Christ be united again. Father, we thank you, Lord. We know your word is the truth. We're not looking at it a symptom. We're not looking at a situation. But Lord, we only look at the promise of a God. Lord, you're always appointing us back to what you have promised. Because that promise is good enough. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we just uh, say that we love you, Lord. Lord, we come to glorify you. We come to worship you. Because, Lord, you are worthy for all the worship, Lord. We pledge allegiance to our dear Lamb. How you have died for us and saved us and redeemed us. Lord, even when we're in the brink of some time in the collapse, in the brink of the crumbling, but Lord, you come on the sin and pick us up. Even thinking about the different believers, there's some from the Canada side, there's some in here. Lord, what a testimony that you have kept them, Lord. Some you save them from the brink of death. Some you save them from the brink of the spiritual death. That's all the mighty work of the Lord. We give you all the thanks and glory. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's say that I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. I feel this is a, this is the time that we should have pledged allegiance. Not to the flag, but to our dear dying Lamb. That He's died for us. He redeemed us. Gave us everything that we have a need for. Let's just sing that together, but right.
thinking about it in the past that of each one of us I remember the time of Brother Mark and the years of Sister Renee to walk into into the church the years and years ago and I look at you now and I look at all the difference of the ones, uh, Sister Lisa Sister Ruth of the Weber Sister no- Noani so glad to see you, Sister Karen all of you, I think every one of us we have a testimony that testimony is that that lamb has died for me that's why I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. No matter what storm come, no matter what situation rises it up, no matter what trials that you are facing, but there is a dying Lamb has paid all the price for us. And we're coming from another kingdom. And He called us, you are a kingdom people. We're not feasting on this worldly kingdom, but we're coming from another kingdom, and we're feasting on another kingdom, and we're going back to another kingdom that He gave it to us. May the Lord bless everyone of you, and just pray for the service tomorrow until we meet it again. I just pray that the presence of God be with you, and the carry the presence with you. Going home and really thinking deep, not thinking deep about your sin. Not thinking deep about your past. Not thinking deep about your weakness. Not thinking deep about those, but thinking deep. How wonderful my Savior is. How He saved me. How He delivered me. How in the year and a half He kept me until today. How many times Satan tried to devour you, but he couldn't do it. Why? He doesn't possess enough power to do it. Because you are from another kingdom. Because you are coming from another country. He cannot do any harm on you. Because you belong to another kingdom. And that kingdom is set as a power inside of you. One day, time will be no more. Separation will be no more. You're not American. I'm not a Canadian. I'm not a Chinese. We're one citizen. We're coming from another kingdom. That is the heavenly kingdom. And we have a one king. Our king Jesus. May the Lord bless everyone of you. Shake hands with each other. And say the best thing that you can say. May God bless you.